It is the Brotherly Love Podcast, Anchor.fm, all of your podcast platforms. It's a big one. we got a new member of the Brotherly Love Podcast family <laughs> with John Mita. I am Joe O'Donnell. But baby Mita is here. Johnny Mita, congrats, my man. I Look, the whole <laughs> the BL Podcast family, they're happy for you. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, man. Kind of exhausted at times, but I know... You with having three kids of your own, you know what it's all about. I'm just jumping into this fatherhood thing. But Lainey Grace Mita, born February 9th. It's 7.38 p.m., 7 pounds, 10 ounces. We got ourselves a beautiful little girl, and we couldn't be happier. So I, I need the Dan yeah. uh, I need the Dan Patrick ding sound when you lift yeah. her, her weight. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, we're we're doing well, man. It's uh, you know, having a baby, it's a wild world, especially, you know, people really don't have babies when they're my age, considering I'm 44, if the listeners didn't already know, but I beat my dad out. He had me at 50 years old, so I, I got to jump on him on this one. But uh <laughs> but uh man, yeah, as you get older, you're like, holy Hector. And uh you know, you try to sleep when you can, you try to get those hours. The problem with our little baby, and she's such a such a beautiful little cherub. She's like a baby koala bear, but all she she wants to sleep on top of you. She's not really uh, too keen on the bassinet game right now, but you know we're gonna we're gonna employ some different strategies and <laughs> see. But I, I know for the first couple of months it's gonna be uh, a little difficult. It's everything I kind of anticipated, but yeah. But just to spend two weeks with her, and Marissa, you know, did a great job of you know. Just, you know, basically, I mean, when you're pregnant for nine months, I don't think men can understand what that whole experience is like. Definitely. And uh, and and to be honest, I don't know as men if we could even do it. But so kudos to her. She's phenomenal. The baby's healthy. Um, you know, we couldn't be happier. So what a joy this has brought to both of our lives. And we're excited. And I'm excited, too, because now – us doing this podcast, Joe, the archives, I don't know what episode we're up to, but now if I'm ever away and she wants to hear dad's voice, she'll be able to just dial into the library of the brother love podcast, which I think is awesome because she'll, be like, she'll say, yeah, I knew my dad was a little crazy, but uh, here he is. I mean, this is one of dad's epic rants. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um that'll well, we got we got a new listener. We could always use them. So ah no doubt. We got we'll get her to grow our, our, our the female populace to this show. I love that. I love that. Maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll be like the maybe we'll be like the new heights podcast, the Kelsey brothers and, and you can have exact uh, ah. you can have Marissa yelling things in the background. I could have Kara <laughs> chime in on uh there we go. three exactly. kids, you know Right. And then we got, you know, you know who we do miss? One of our vocal members of the podcast is Jefferson has not been able to chime in lately. So yeah. that's kind of, <laughs> he's yeah. usually, he yeah, would no, give a couple barks and normally a couple this, hollers. Normally here. the second I bring up Ben Simmons, he would start barking in the background. Oh my God. He knows Too evil. Funny. Too um, funny. Yeah, exactly. right, we got, a, we got a lot to get into on this episode. Sure. You were really driving the bus on this one, John made it when the Eagle season ended and the Super Bowl was over. I was like, Whatever we get uh, three months off, and you're like, no, we need a pie. I mean, you probably texted me ten times in the last three weeks, like yeah, podcast. Yeah. What are we doing it? So I know you got a lot. You yeah. want to um, talk some films, talk yeah. some off season, but yeah, sort of latest breaking news in Philadelphia. It's not even news, but yeah, I just want to. And I didn't bring this up to you, so this is this is sort of like an on the fly. Sure. Darius Slay won't shut his fat mouth. 
Oh my god, and it's I just, can't stand I, it. Dude, he uh, just needs to be going at this. Whose podcast yeah. was he on anyway? The guy was a former Eagle. Uh, Steven Nelson. He's you know oh. that cornerback that yeah. had a coffee, cup of coffee here. You know, played yeah. a. He Patrick, wasn't terrible. No, he was, you know, but he, I mean, you know, it's just uh, the pressure of playing in Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, it's just. So they, so he mentions it. Slay goes off on it a little bit. Basically, right. like, we're too it's hard like, on the, athletes. So, yeah, this is the only fan base that got on, it, that really got into me. It's like, okay, Slay, could well, you play because in Detroit? Because you were in Detroit where you went always 16 one ass. year. Yeah. Yeah. Who cared? For years. Nobody And cared. they were like, eh. And the expectations were so low. Like, here. Yeah. We're always aiming for the heights, you know, and yeah. and you just gotta understand that. And I just I've had little, enough. I've had enough of him. I really have. You know, like if he wasn't listen, on, if he wasn't on the football team tomorrow, if he if the birds cut him today, I wouldn't yeah. literally shed one. I wouldn't waste one second thinking about it. He's no, and uh, yeah, he talks too much. His personality's too big for his performance. Exactly. And all these podcasts, he has his own podcast. Right. All these podcasts, right. he's go, he goes on. He's always got something to say that ends up being clickbait. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just tired of it. He wasn't good. He's often injured. Like, did he live well, up to the to the billing of big play slay at times, at times? But he also got cooked on occasion or more than occasion. I've just had enough well, with him, quite frankly. And, yeah. and to say that Philadelphia's too hard on its players, like I, every city has lunatics. Every city has Twitter trolls. Like, yep. you don't like it. Stay off social media. That would help. You don't that's like it. it. Play better. Don't that listen. would help. It's all noise. And if it's you don't like noise. it, request a damn trade. I've had enough. Well, I mean, listen, I to be honest, I wish, you know, in a perfect world, we have two new starting cornerbacks next year because I'm with you. I'm done. And yeah, again, you don't know what type of dissension, you know, he's creating in the locker room. And the other thing for me is, the one thing that drives me bad shit crazy with him is the fact that he never, ever, ever holds himself accountable. Yes. Like exactly. Like and 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 that's that's like the main thing with Philadelphia fans. Like remember right? he got beat he got beat like, on that long third down against Dallas last year on uh, yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah, and so and, it was Josiah Scott's fault. Yeah, Correct. he literally after yeah. the game on a third and a million was like pointing, you know, pointing fingers yeah. to somebody else. That's it. And that, I think that's the one thing that will drive Philadelphia fans, sports fans nuts. It's just not holding yourself accountable when you just don't perform at the level that either A, you're used to as a player, and, and B, just not living up to, like, putting in the maximum effort. Those are yeah. the two things. I mean, accountability. It's like, listen, Donovan McNabb, the greatest quarterback in Eagles history, okay? that's. But there were times where Donovan was like, Remember when he blamed, you know, Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson for the playoffs off the playoff loss in Dallas? And he's like, Well, it was the young kids. It's like, well, you played like crap too, buddy. I mean, like so yeah, it came out the, strumming the air guitar and then had a terrible right, game right, See you later. Right. And and got basted. I mean, and that's the accountability's huge. Nobody listen, and and that's in society. Nobody likes it when if you're not like Joe, if you weren't performing at your level, they're probably just gonna get rid of you. You know, I mean, it's 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 that simple. It's just that it's just, you know, kind of, listen, you're never going to win the argument when you take shots at fans. Yep. Because they pay their hard earned money. And now, you know, the salary cap's going up twenty five million dollars from two twenty five to two fifty this year, which is good news for Eagles fans, because we are going to have to spend a lot of money to try to re you know, revamp the team a little bit on both sides of the ball. But it, it's just 
He drives me insane, man. He he just listen. You know, I I I was so pissed off at him when he talked about Seth Joyner. He's like, yeah, and some linebacker named Seth Joyner. What do you mean, some linebacker, bro? He was the best <laughs> linebacker like for the Philadelphia Eagles and should be a Hall of Famer in my opinion. I mean, it's ludicrous that he's not even considered, but that's neither here nor there. But when he said that, I'm like, dude, you're a joke. Yep. Sorry. I'm, I'm done with you. Like, you, you've had your moments. You played great against Jeff, Justin Jefferson in the one game, and then, and then there's times you disappeared. And you, you came back, and no, nobody played well in the Tampa game. So, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, goodbye. Darius, please leave Slay is going to be my new thing. Let's and jump. maybe he does. Maybe he does request a trade. I don't know if anybody's dumb enough to pick up his contract, but he—he's the one guy on that side of the ball. We just don't know if there's friction. Apparently, there was a rumor that he might have gotten into a fight with Jalen Hurts. This is all hearsay. Don't take me from my word. I don't know. I just—I think he—he—he's part of the culture problem. Well, it'd be interesting for me to see how Vic Vic Fangio handles him because yeah. Fangio seems yeah. old school, no nonsense. We yeah. know that Slay had beef with Matt Patricia. Didn't like yeah. the fact they brought him in. Maybe yeah. he was. Maybe when Pat- Patricia took over, it was Slay that had the ear of the other guys on defense. Said, "Don't listen to this guy. We'll do our own thing." You yeah. Know? Who knows? Wouldn't wouldn't shock me at all. Wouldn't if that shock was the me. Case. Um, but let's let's just segue right into because you mentioned new cornerbacks. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know the salary cap increase, the Birds' offseason wish list. Uh, not yeah. not so much draft, but free agency. What do you want to see him do? Well, I mean, the two positions, for the love of God. I mean, if there's anything in the, the, the Super Bowl run or to watch the NFL playoffs, there's two things, right? Our defense needs vast improvement. The two weakest positions, I mean, our corners aren't great, but safety and linebackers, for the love of God. Is there any way we could get some safeties and linebackers for this team? I don't care by hook or by crook how we do it. But there's two safety – I mean – Sidney Gardner-Johnson, he's a charge. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, here we go again with this again. <laughs> Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is a free agent. Um, another guy who I love, and apparently the Eagles did too when it came to the draft, but Jalen Hurts was sitting there, is Jeremy Chin. He's He's been a little banged up, but his reps have gone down in Carolina. He was like playing 90% of the reps. Last year, he was a little banged up, had the quad injury, so his reps suffered. But I'll tell you one. He's a Vic Fangio type of prototypical safety where he can get in the box, he can play some slot corner, and and, and he's a thumper. So, and I Jeremy bet you, Chin, I bet you'd be buying lower on him than you would have after well, the rookie I, season, right? Hundred percent, you'd be buying lower, also due to the fact that his injury history. Yeah. So if again we could get him on a one year flight, the other guy I like too, and this is another guy that I love during the draft. When obviously safety's been a need for this team since we've haven't drafted. Can I guess it? Can I Brian guess Gar- it? Yeah, give it to me. Antoine Winfield Jr. You got it. That's the guy. That's yeah. the guy. So he was a playmaker at Minnesota with the yep. Golden Gophers. He's been sure a playmaker was. in the pros. He's got the bloodlines. Uh, yep. He's going to cost, pedigree. but I don't care. Yep. He'd be a guy. I, I, I'd right. bring him in no matter you know if it's fifteen yeah. million. I don't know what the going rate for a top safety sure. is, but I, I'd pay. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? We're probably most likely Fletcher Cox is either retiring or he's going to go play somewhere else. I mean, he made $15. I mean, $15. I wish. He made $15 million last year. So there's a couple guys that are going to be coming off the books where you could say, you know what? A safety position. We got to get at least one guy. Because you have Reed Blankenship. We saw some flashes. Sidney Brown, he's coming off injury. So 
so there's a lot of, but I'd like to bring in the two to three safeties. I'd like to bring in two to three new linebackers via the draft and free agency. And we have to shore up those positions to go forward. Yeah. You know, a corner, I wouldn't even be surprised, you know, making a trade for a corner, like a guy from green Bay. It looks like Jair Alexander. He could be on the market. So yeah, there's, there's a, there's a, it'll be interesting. And then, you know, so that's interesting. And, And Joe segue to you, you know, now, Hassan Reddick. I mean, he wants a new deal. He outplayed his deal. The question is, what are they going to be willing to give him? This year, he's on the last year of his fit. You know, he signed a three-year, $45 million deal. He's getting paid $15 million, which is like in the top 20 at pass rushers. The guy's had multiple sacks over double digits, like the last four years of his career, but the last two seasons with the Eagles. Um, so, Again, what it, and, but then they dropped his snaps off. Was he unhappy because they were dropping him in the coverage? I mean, is that something that Vic Fangio is going to do? So Howie and, and 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 Nick Sirianni, they didn't really guarantee that. Now, l- let me ask you a question, Joe. Would you trade Hassan Reddick? If it's a one-word answer, no. Yeah. But if yeah. we're going deeper than that, if we're going into he's not happy, obviously he's not. He feels he's underpaid. If we're mm-hmm. talking that maybe he was an issue down the stretch again, we, and here's the thing. And, and I don't want it's to miss it. Yeah. And I don't want to circle back to the slay thing too much, but he was on the fans like, Oh, the fans are saying run the ball. And then we run the yeah. ball with minus three yards and they're cheering. And like, he's laughing about it. But like as a fan base, we consider ourselves knowledgeable, savvy, right? Yeah. Knowledgeable, yeah. savvy, sure. passionate. And you know, this is why the whole thing with Doc Rivers is like, you guys, Ben Simmons is a national treasure. You don't know anything about basketball. Yeah, celebrate. And we're just kind of like, and we're just kind of like, well, homie, he's got deficiencies we can all see. So I guess my point in all this, as we circle back to Hassan Reddick and Slay and all this stuff, is we don't have all the answers to the test, but yet we take the test as fans, right? We still pass sure. the test in a lot of cases. A lot of times sure. we're right. It may or may not be vindicated by play on the field, eventual roster moves, whatever. But as a fan base, we know what we see, right? The eye test, the smell test, whatever you want to call it. And a lot of times we're right. And that's without knowing behind the scenes. Is this guy a good dude, a bad dude? Is he a good teammate, a bad teammate? Is he out in the community? Like some of the stuff we don't have any clue about, right? Mm -hmm. Is he coachable? Is he not coachable? Is he egotistical? Is he not egotistical? Like sometimes we get snippets, but we don't have it all. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes, behind those closed doors, in the meeting rooms of the various teams we follow. But we can generally tell who's putting in the effort, who looks like they're, you know, in good shape or what have you. So, you know, I don't have all the answers. I guess my point in this is the Hassan Reddick thing. Like obviously he wants out for a reason. Is it straight money? I think so, but we don't know. You know, A.J. Brown calls WIP the other day, and he says, I love it here. I want to be here, however we phrase it. But he had opportunities mm-hmm. in national media weeks prior where he just said, right. it's a business, we'll see. So, like, that's a little bit of cryptic kind of mixed messages there. So, look, obviously you want the players to be happy. You want the teams to have good camaraderie and chemistry. But if Hassan Reddick is like, absolutely, I want out, then I don't want him here if you don't want to be here. If he's like, I want more money, then let Howie rework his deal, but I wouldn't go right. crazy with it. No, I certainly just, wouldn't trade him within the division. And if yeah. I'm getting, and if and if they yeah. end up just cutting him, I'm going to be pissed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Get, exactly. get me a third round pick over cutting him. Now the yeah. issue, John Mita, I think you know this, 
is that if the Eagles start calling around and all they're looking for is like a third or fourth round pick, then teams are going to know they're they're desperate and they might just hold out, wait for the Eagles to release them. So again, this is why we pay Howie Roseman. It's his job to get this grease fire, you know, put out and turned around. But to yep. answer your question, I wouldn't trade him unless absolutely he's forcing the issue. His his contract demands are so high, and you can get a third rounder better for him. Otherwise, I and honestly, a third round would would still piss me off. Like I would think second round. Yeah, would, yeah, I'd be I'm, happy. I'm kind, I'm kind, yeah, I'm I'm really. I know there's you know a couple teams interested. I think it's up to five now. I'm man, go get me another two. Because then you'd right. have three twos. Right. I mean, and, that, and, uh, that's, and, and look, the target's honestly, the two. Yeah. Nobody's given up a one for Hassan Reddick. It's not how no. the league works. Okay. The only no, time you no. give up first round picks is yeah. to move up in the first round or, you know, yeah. if you're getting somebody with a ton of upside. Sure. This stage in his career, I don't yeah. think the NFL value in a trade market shows you first round. But if you get a second, mm. maybe you take two of your seconds and you slide back up into the first round again. Then you'd All have right. two first rounders and still a second rounder. And you're right. getting three players in the top 50. You know, then, yep. uh, then I could get behind it. Yep. I love that analysis. I, I couldn't agree with it more. Yeah. I mean, it's – and the, the thing is, what is he looking for? You know, because the highest pass rushers in the game make $25 million. He's getting paid 15. Right. There was some report yesterday the Eagles are willing to go between 20 and 22, which I think is a fair market value yeah, contract. I'd, I'd be considering, okay with that. But I don't want to add a bunch of years. No, no, I want like three years. That's right. When you're one that it, he when still has, right, right. Bump him up this year, however, exactly. you got to do in a bonus and two yeah. more years, and that's that. And then see you later. Yep, yep. Because like he didn't have a great know, year. No, no, he was a little rough early. Yep, he, he was invisible. Fire, then he was hot. Then he and fire, then he was invisible right. again. And then he faded. Yep, I'm with you. And so. that's where, um, yeah, kind of similar it, to the defense as a whole, to be honest. Yeah, there was that much. stretch weeks. I don't know, four to eight or whatever it was four to ten. Yeah. Where the birds, we thought it was a better defense than the one that just went to the Super Bowl. We thought right. the coordinator was better. We thought yeah. these young players were contributing. Like yeah. you had, even though you know the linebackers weren't great, but they weren't totally being exposed. Then they right. bring in Bayard, and they and you're like, oh, how he sees it, and then they just Not- sucked. <laughs> they were soft and it was disgraceful. Well, it's funny you bring up Byard. So he got released today. So that frees up 14 million in cap room. So obviously he will not be returning yeah. to play safety for the yeah. Eagles. So. I would love, I would love Antoine Winfield Jr. or CJGJ. And I would love Patrick Queen. You get me those okay. two players in free agency. You stockpile yeah. in the draft. Maybe you get a couple yeah. of guys around training camp and I'm yeah. ready to roll. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, so you're out on the chin, is what I'm hearing here. I mean, my preference would be Winfield Jr. I don't care what you got. Yeah, I got you. I yeah. because to me, I, look, Chin seems more like an Eagles Howie move, right? Who is right, that? Who right. was that cornerback we brought in from Indianapolis that like never played a snap? He was coming off like seventy three Achilles tears. Do you remember? I'm trying to remember, but you know how like, like that's yeah, that's yeah, what we yeah. do. Right, right. Well, it's a bargain move. I know, right. man. He hits the barrel. It's time. I mean, they drafted Sidney Jones, right? They right, right. They well, it's time. That, it's time. You know. I think they know they need a safety of like the Malcolm well, Jenkins Jesus type. Christ, they better. <laughs> I, I, well, I know, I know. well, we can't draft him. That's for sure. I mean, uh, Sidney Brown's. Uh, you know, he's. Uh, I think he could be player. good. He, he, yeah, but you know. Yeah, but again, Drop. right now he's a special teamer. 
and your third yes. or fourth safety. Same thing yeah, as yeah. Blankenship. <laughs> you yes. know, we have, exactly. two, we have two, three, and we have two threes yep. in, a, in a position where you play two. So no, no, I'm with you. And I love Patrick Queen. I love that because I feel like Patrick Queen's a guy you let him, you let him roam the middle. Yep. And then you put Nakobe on the outside and then you go draft, you know, Trot Jr. or I like this monster, Darian Cooper from Texas AM. He is like 6'3, 238, built like a brick shit house and can cover, attacks the football, can run. So there, there's some there's some linebackers that you know, but we, we got we gotta we gotta just we gotta change our philosophy, Joe. I think that's the biggest thing. Like they just gotta get back to like just change your philosophy and investing in certain positions. When it comes to defense, safety and linebacker imperative for you to have a good defense. I'm they've sorry. been doing this, they've been doing this since the Joe Banner days, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, or they like yeah, ba- or, literally back in the days right. where like teams had a fullback, the Eagles had no fullback. Like it's right, you know, yeah. the, the special teams. When was the last, right. you know, Sproles being the outlier Westbrook before right. him, but like sure. no investment in the return game ever. Wide uh, receivers yeah, that, that you draft yeah. that don't pan out. I mean, it's just like, uh, it's uh, literally, it's the copy and paste yeah, over two so regimes where it's like, oh, exactly. we don't do this. We don't do it. It's yeah. not what, it's not what we yeah. believe in. Well, that's okay if you yeah. don't believe uh-huh. in it. Your core yeah. values but yeah, like, yeah, right. ultimately, sure, you got to put some resources there, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, We're you're values. dressing 11 on each side of the ball. How about some resources? Exactly. Core values. Man. Yeah, let's that, go that, right that, there. That, let's go there. Uh, I'm so that, done. That, I'm done that with that Howie. Phrase, if, if, if Howie. That phrase alone bothers uh, me as much as yeah. conspiracy theorists. If, yeah? if Howie. <laughs> well played. Like yesterday, I'm in the um, oh. Nashville Predators locker room. Right after their morning skate, I wanted to go meet Kiefer Sherwood, Becca's cousin. Okay, nice. Um, and introduce myself. And they have like connect, commit, like up, you know, like all teams yeah. do, right? It's yeah, their yeah, core sure. values. But I just can't. Yeah. Like if Sirianni and Roseman never spoke again, yeah. I think I'd be better with them being in charge of the football team. All right, yeah. so let me break down the let me break down my disdain for Howie Roseman and media scrums now, okay? Because they just spoke <laughs> yeah. at the combine. Please, please I, I literally <laughs> makes my skin crawl, bro. Howie Roseman starts the press conference and he's always like buddy, buddy, right? He drops yeah. the bro, I yeah. got you, man. Just shut yeah. up. I'm when like when is our front office going to be a professional? When yeah. is somebody in our front office going to be a grown up? Okay. Like, the, the you know, the reporters are yelling over each other. Oh, how uh, this guy? Uh, and then, like, yeah. one guy keeps going. Everybody else stops, and that guy gets his question. And Howie would yeah. give the – he'll look. I mean, you can't see it, right? It's just audio. But you, you could tell he looks to Jeff McClain, who didn't get his question and said it's Bo right. Wolf. So he's taking Bo's question. But a look at Jeff McClain. Like, I'll come back to you, bro. I got you. Yeah. Just stop, yeah. dude. Stop trying to no. be everybody's buddy. Stop trying yeah, to be the smartest, coolest guy in the room. You're a nerd. You're five foot nothing. And if you weren't so smart with numbers and words and legal garbage, you wouldn't yeah. be in the position you're in. You got he put in a goddamn broom closet for a season. And the only mm-hmm. reason anybody even thought about it twice is because Jason Kelsey went off in his Super Bowl parade speech and mentioned you were <laughs> stuck in a closet for a season. <laughs> Otherwise, nobody would have cared. Oh, man, you are a beauty. 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. No, Did I anybody mean, care that Howie Roseman was gone that year? No. Nah. That he was literally banished? No. Not one person cared. You just know him as the number guy, you know? He's yeah. he's great at that. The, the, the parent thing is the talent evaluation. But, yes. I mean, I do like that he's drafted from the SEC lately. You know, the book. Yeah, but that, hey, it. but listen. I know. But listen, if those kids don't start producing. Oh, it's going to be a failure. And so here's the other thing. So then Sirianni and Howie, some, it must have been some Georgia guy, somebody with an angle yeah, down yeah. there, kept asking about Kirby Smart, right? Georgia's oh, okay. coach. And who, yeah, yeah. what do you think about Kirby Smart? You get all these great players out of there. Yeah. And it literally, what Sirianni, you know, his coach speak and whatever, yeah. was it flew right in the face of what Brandon Graham told you, the goddamn car wash. Right. Right? Brandon Graham hinted those Georgia guys don't want to put in the work. It's kind of what it sounded like. Right. <laughs> yeah. And all Sirianni them talked about is how hard they work. And yeah. they're, they're winners. Well, they won because they had the most talent. It was easy. So this year, <laughs> if yeah. Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, Nolan, Nolan Smith, Smith the other yeah. guy we got, uh, Kaylee Ringo, Caitlin Carter, Kaylee Ringo, if these guys don't produce this year, I'm out on the whole draft everybody from Georgia train. Like, I know we're yeah. like, oh, this is great. Smartest thing. Yeah. Take, take the players from the best defense ever. Well, do they want it? Yeah. Because yeah. now they're playing with men, and they're making a lot of money doing it. And they didn't have NIL deals when they played. So they weren't getting true. squat except per diem. And whatever yeah. side little, you know, Very back true. alley jobs they were getting. Now, you gotta, now you're getting paid, but you got to work for it. You're not the best team on paper. You're not playing South Dakota State in September. And when yep. things got hard this year, those guys were largely invisible. Well, are they out of shape? Truth. Do they not like being coached? I don't know. Jordan Davis is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jordan but, Davis. I mean, Jalen Carter hit a wall. He didn't do yeah, shit down did. the stretch. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I got one more year now, of this draft I, SEC guys. Right. And then after that, it's like, what are the scouts saying, for Christ's sake? Yeah, You're paying yeah. these guys to travel all over the country, eat sunflower seeds, go up and down the coast, watch yeah. every small football game and work out known to man. Like, what are yep. those guys saying? Stop trying yeah, to take the Bulldogs of the North. So that's where I'm at on that. Anyway, I can't stand Sirianni, the core values. Yep. Yeah. Like, you it's... know, doubling down. Like, just shut up, okay? You lost the team. I don't know why. I don't know how. But you lost the team. And you're supposed you to be a culture guy. You're not a head coach. Well, well, no, Joe, did you hear this? I don't know if you heard this. I'm sure you might have read it. But basically, it sounds like you know, the NFL conducts a, a team survey every year and they go through categories like what's team travel like? How does your team treat your families? What was good? Was coaching good? Was it? And it's like 10 things, right? And the Eagles, when it came to coaching, got an A in the report card. This is from their own players. But Ray Dinger came on WIP in the morning. He's like, well, listen, if they loved and believed and thought their coach was that great, how come they didn't show up in Tampa Bay? Or so, any of the other games. Right. Well, exactly. I True. mean, Tampa Bay, give him a little bit of a pass because you didn't have A.J. Brown. Right. You're on the road for a playoff game, and you were absolutely in a free fall. So to think they were going to snap their fingers and right. figure it out was probably naive yep. on anybody that believed they were going to win that game. Yep, which none of us did. But down the stretch, <laughs> like those yeah, are the games just... that are most concerning. Like how do you not get up for yeah. – how do you not – you know, you're up two touchdowns against the Arizona Cardinals. How do you not win that game at home? Well, so, so it's funny you bring that up. So apparently somebody fought to Jeff McClain off the record after that game, a veteran, somebody, I don't know, 
said that guys were getting treated differently. So apparently Brian Johnson might have not been holding Jalen Hurts accountable for his mistakes. He also came out that Brian Johnson might have been intimidated by A.J. Brown. So, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so – and then whoever the veteran was like, well, now you can put that on the record. So I don't know, man. I don't know who it was. He was Fletcher Cox. He's like, yeah, you can throw that on the record now that I'm on my way out the door. Yeah. But, I mean, it's – it's yeah, because then there was, like, stuff about Cox was, like, talking maybe he wasn't, you know, back in Hurts. They want Hurts to show more emotion. And I get – listen, I know he's going to be the same old Jalen. The thing that bothered me most during – is like you see guys like when things aren't going well, right? You see the team together on the sideline, right? They get the tablets out. They're talking. He's talking on wide receivers and there's coaches. You know, we don't see that. All we see is stoic Jalen on the sideline and kind of isolating himself, you know, not talking to his receivers. That, to me, that was a little bit of a red flag. Like somebody's got – one of these coaches has to get on their ass and get in their ear. Like, yeah. yo. Let's red, pull this together. The, you know? red, and, the, red, the red flag for me was the playoff game with the decision-making and yeah. the unwillingness to lay a block when Kenny Gainwell was done with doing the dumbest thing he could have possibly done on that play, which is cut yeah. back across the field. Hurts right. had a chance to get a piece of that guy. It's not like it's week two. It's not week yeah. seven. Like, this is All it, right. dude. You lose this game, see you later. So if you blow out your shoulder trying to light somebody up, you weren't coming yeah. back probably to win that goddamn game anyway. At yep. least get a piece of that guy so that game wall doesn't get tackled at the one. And then the next player taking a safety because you, you know, you pulled a Carson Wentz and forgot that it's not seven Mississippi in the NFL. You know, yeah, like I, mean, I just, I, everyone was, looked like they checked yes, out, man, yes. including the defense when people didn't want to tackle. It yep. was like, all right, yeah, we're making our tea times for the right. whole season. Right. And so now you're and sending that it. same head coach back out there to that room full of men that, right, know, without much that's, debate, quit on them. That's that's the one that gets me, Joe. They didn't play that's for the each other. Where... They didn't play for him. They we right. were not motivated. It, they didn't care. It, it appeared, and that's right. that's concerning. And when a team quits on a coach, I mean, how many how many times have you ever seen somebody coach be able to come back and revive them? I mean, that's I don't think I've ever seen. Dude, that I'm telling you, dead wrong. We had it was my first year with the Iowa Wild, and I know this is this is apples to. You Whatever know, it's still semi stakes. Okay. Well, it's still professional. I mean, I mean, they are you know, and they are no, they are getting paid. Nobody liked the coach. He'll remain mm -hmm. nameless. And the team stuck. Okay. The mm -hmm. next year they came back, and I could just see from training camp guys rolling their eyes. Mm -hmm. Can't believe we got to play for this guy again. You know, gotcha. Ten games in the season, he was gone. Right. That's yeah. And then the plan is like to send Kellen Moore take over the reins if, and who knows? But yeah, I'm sorry, we're digressing all over. Yeah, but yeah, good. I mean it's, yeah. All right, it's a dumb um, so far. Yeah, I was gonna. Oh, okay. Just one quick, just a little on the fly about the birds. Yeah. First yeah. thing that comes to mind here: mm -hmm. Jason Kelsey retire or is he back? I mean, for the longest time, I thought he's retiring. I still think he is retiring. I don't think you would talk to people the way, listen, the things we said this, me and you talked off the air, but the two things that kind of gave me, made me shake my head is number one, it was reported that he met with both Amazon and ESPN about having uh, some type of, you know, um, broadcasting position. And the second thing is when he was talking to Rich Eisen or somebody at the super, I don't know where he was. I don't know. I think it was either Dan Patrick or Rich, one of those guys, but and he basically said, well, they, 
You know, he never said we as yeah, the he was talking he was in third like, person. Yeah. He was talking in third person. Anybody talks that. Like to me, that means like he's out on the team. Now, could he be like just say that to kind of again build another smoke screen that he's not retiring, kind of break the news. Then there was reports that he is coming back. I, I don't know. I think he retires. I, okay. I that's just me. Then I would add, but, if that's the case, and they got to add, you know, the offensive line, obviously, to that offseason wish list. And I'm not talking through the draft. I'm talking they got to bring somebody in that's established yeah. and experienced and can play the guard or center position. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Runyon Jr. Because you got, you got, um, you know, you got Lane's getting up there in age. You got my lot of yeah. that I felt like took a step back this year. Yeah. I don't know if Cam Jurgens can play center. You know, I, I mean, that's why they drafted yeah. him, but I, we don't yeah. know. So he didn't look great at the guard position. No. So and and you and you hope listen, I mean, I thought Tyler Scheme was a pretty good draft pick, you know, the kid out of Alabama. So you, maybe he goes in the guard and, and and Kelsey. Yeah, but they gotta find out, you know. I yeah. mean, I think they already know because Kelsey can't hold him hostage because you gotta figure out money, you gotta figure out where you target in the draft. It's it, it's they gotta know something, you yeah. know. And I and look, Adam Schefter could have been wrong, but he's not often wrong. And if he said after yep. the game that Kelsey talked to the teammates, his teammates, yep. now maybe he didn't qu- come out and say I'm retiring, but if he gave them the indication this was it, thank you guys for everything, that's where yep. Schefter gets that from. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know that that changes a couple months down the road, you know? No, exactly. Especially with yeah. a, a veteran guy that's as, as smart as Jason Kelsey is. Like, right. you you don't you don't let your emotions make that speech in the locker room. That's calculated. You know, going into that game, you know, we're done, I'm done. And that's what you give the guys a heads up because you don't see them again, right? Yes, you can that's text it. the guy, you can call the guy, but some of those guys you'll yeah. never you'll never see again when that when that season right. ends. So right. it'll be interesting, but certainly and, and, it's a big piece also, of the puzzle. And, and we've talked about this too. And I think he kind of wanted to do it on his own terms. And if Schefter, you know, right. kind of got that and, and yeah. prematurely blew yep. out the announcement before yep. he was ready to, you know, sulk it in, kind of make the decision, I think maybe that yep. also played a role. But we'll right. see. Let's jump to the Phils, dude. Um, I'm right, going to start with this Bryce Harper extension talk. I think we're on the yep. same page here. I want nothing sure. to do with extending Bryce Harper. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care if you're now. A year from now, three years from now, the eighth highest paid player, the 10th highest paid player, the 21st highest paid player in baseball. I don't care. I don't care if you're third highest on the team in a year or two. You sign this deal. We're not even like a third of the way into it, basically, or maybe just into it. Like, like, and they're not halfway into it. I don't like it. I don't like the trend. I don't like him holding. I don't like him holding the team hostage. I don't like him thinking he's got leverage. I don't care about injury or performance or winning two World Series back-to-back coming up. Like, I don't care about any of that. You're making $30 million a year. That is generational wealth for your family and and descendants to come. So I don't want to hear it. I can't believe it's even being brought up. And if he is at all pushing John Middleton or whoever, Dombrowski, into giving him more money or add years on, sorry, bud, not interested. Yeah, I mean it, it's listen. If a guy has it's outlandish to, to be quite honest, it, it's it's a little. Now, here's a couple of things to consider, right? Like it'd be one thing if he had three years left on his deal, Joe, but he's played here five seasons. He signed a thirteen year deal. That means he's got eight eight seasons left. Yeah. Now again, crazy. A, as it goes on, if people read his contract, it gets more team friendlier down, which is nice. My whole thing's this. 
you know that everyone, it's like this in any professional sport, right? Jalen Hurts gets paid. All right, then somebody, the next quarterback's going to get paid right. even more money than he is. And then the next, and it just, that's just how it is in professional sports. My whole thing is this, right? If you want it, why wouldn't you just sign like a six year deal, right? If he signed a six year deal for, you know, you know, 40, 80, 21, 60, I don't know, 200, 300 million. It's like one of those deals for six years, you know, something like that. I don't, my math's a little screwy, but like then you renegotiate, right? Cause you know, everything's going to go up, everything, more money. But when you sign a 13 year deal, make that commitment, it's like the bitch after, and listen, he's got the worst agent. It's, I mean, he's a great agent for the player. He's an absolute, you know, he's an absolute you know, sore for the ownership to deal with Scott Boris is Bryce Harper's agent. Now, did the agent, the, did, did Scott Boris get in Harper's ear? Like, oh, it's time, buddy. Now all these people are getting paid. Now you're the 18th highest paid outfielder, whatever. But it, it just sucks. It's kind of something. Here's the other deal. Ready? Don't play this out in the media, right? Don't let this be known. Like if you're unhappy or you want more money, go to the, like, John Middleton seems like a reasonable guy. He, um, we're going to go out and spend stupid money. They go out. They sign, you know, one of Harper's best friends, Trey Turner. He stroke a check for a couple hundred million there. And you you still got other guys that need to get signed, like Zach Wheeler, Nola was doing. Like, so it just seems a little petty. It seems like, I, listen, nobody's going to bitch that people want more money because they think that they're value and they deserve more. And he's brought a lot to the organization. It's just the timing of it. The way it's played out in the media, I think those are the the, the things that are going to kind of get fans to be a little upset over the process. Now, if there's weight, here's the other deal, Joe. All right. Like I said, with this $6 million, like with this 13-year deal, like he's like, he wants a deal to where he plays into his 40s. Like nobody, you're not yeah. getting production. No, thank you. Went right. You're not getting production from people that play into their 40s. I'm nope. sorry. I mean, baseball is one of those sports because it's a little slower pace. It's maybe not as demanding as as a sport like you know uh, professional football or ice hockey or, or 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 even basketball. So you get that like guys have there's greater longevity in a baseball career than any other professional sports. I get that, but you look at a guy like Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, the Pools. last couple of years have been right, right. Their production they just absolutely tanked. Yeah. So now are we going to pay you fifty million dollars a year on yeah. the last three years of your to deal hit two, when you're entering to hit your two twenty with right. thirty home right. runs? Right, and you now, can't see, play I don't the know. field. Right, you know. Right, could it be like? And again, I I'm not a contract. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. Like, could they just rip up his old deal and be like, "Hey, we'll give you Starm. We'll rip up the old deal, and now we'll give you a six year deal, which would be equivalent to." him playing 12 years and, you know, and up his money. Could they do that? I don't know. I don't really know how it works, but it's just, I think we're on the same page. It just kind of came out of left field. And you don't want things to be a distraction for the team. Now he's more of a team guy. doesn't seem like that, but this kind, this kind, you know, this is just like, do we really need more controversy? Jesus. I mean, no. I don't know. No, let's just have a good, decent spring training where everybody's focused on winning the World Series. Well, and it, well, that's it, right? Deliver the World Series, and then we'll, you'll you'll get we'll the, you know yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get the Mercedes Gold Plate of Maybach from John Middleton. You yeah. bring that effing trophy home, like you said in spring training. Then you know let let's get back on the table. What are or, your, hey, Bryce, what are your you expectations? What are your expectations for the Phils 
Um, yeah, I mean, off well, the I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, listen, I think they can win 90 games. Um, you know, I, last year, what did they hit? 87, 88, 89, maybe? Yeah, I think 89. Right. So I think they can win 90 games. And the, the thing is, can they, can they just get off to a good start? Right. So many years, it's like we're chasing the Braves and we're, they won 90 what? last year. They were 90 and All 72. Right. Okay. 14 so, games back. Right. So can we just be a little more consistent during the year? Like, just like where we don't have to pull off some miracle month, you know? Can we compete with the Braves from start to finish in the division? It would be nice if we got one more starting pitcher. There's a couple names out there, a Jordan Montgomery from Texas, a Blake Snell. But when you got to pay a guy like Wheeler, it's like, you know, how much money is some of that stupid money going to run out? But I do like the Whit Merrifield signing. I thought that was a great signing because you needed another right-handed bat. He handles left-handed pitching pretty well. Whereas, and the other thing is, he he's a guy. He's he's kind of like you know. I'm going to use this cliche sports term, but I'm going to go for it because I think it fits perfectly. He's like a Swiss Army guy. He can play the outfield. He can play second base for Stott. He's a guy that can play like 80 games, like half the season, and you can plug and play him, and then you can bring him off. Uh, the bench and a crucial pinch hitting time. So I thought that was a tremendous signing by Dave Dombrowski. So my thing is, I think they win like 93, 95 games. If you know, hold a guy, as long as everyone stays healthy, that's the biggest thing. Um, they didn't really do much except kind of sign their own players, but you know, they were, they were close to making it to another world series. So I need Aaron Ola to win 17 games this year. Yeah. I need Wheeler, that'd be awesome. I need Wheeler to win 20. I need yeah. Ranger Suarez to be solid. I'd like to see him make another move, even if it's as you get closer to the deadline as you hit the summer. Well, and the other thing is, too, and the other position of need um, is just, are we going to, we, we kind of need a closer. Are we going to go closer by committee Ugh. again? You always worry about that. You know, I'm not the hugest fan of closer by committee, but me neither. You know, but I mean, Kimbrough absolutely killed this team. I hate year, that guy. So. I know. And Everything I can't believe from his, his appearance, the his delivery. He oh, sticks. God. The thriller delivery. I mean, I'll never get over that. I mean, the best is when the guy from Arizona mocked him. It was absolutely clear. We, really uh, we need some health. We need some production from Johan Ro- Rojas at the dish. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he looks, listen, he looks a lot thicker. It looks like he's kind of putting the work. But if he can become a, a deep, if he can become like a 240 hitter, Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, and if Schubert can hit over two hundred, for I mean, Schubert, you want to talk about be asking for a lot? I know he had like the craziest season in baseball history. I mean, do you want to talk about? I've never never seen a guy. Yeah, guy hits forty home runs, this many RBIs, and he's hitting under the two hundred Mendoza level. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah. What? What? How many wins do you think, Joe? I mean, I'd like to see. I'd like to see 93 to 95. I don't think that's that yeah. big of a deal. No, no, uh, I think that's definitely in the wheelhouse. You know, Ike Reese sure. made this point the other day on WIP. It's like, this Phillies team's been around now. They're talking about winning it all. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the disappointment of it. Yeah. They've all, for the most part, been there with one another. He thinks that'll help have a good spring training, have a good start, and that sort of, you know, they, they're they battle-tested. So right. And I tend to agree with that. So I'm I'm very interested yeah. this season. It'll be here before you know it. Should be great. I'm sure we'll yeah. be pissed off when they when they struggle at times. But 
you know, I think if we've learned anything the last couple of years, it, it's a goddamn flows of a baseball. Yeah. You got that right. Ebbs and flows of so. a baseball season. Uh, and I we'll think... see. The other thing is, too, is we'll see what type of adjustments um, Topper makes, you know? Yeah. Yep. What has he learned from the past couple of years being the head man in charge? So yeah. One of the hopefully... things should be that if Alec Bohm's acting like a little baby, yeah. he ship his ass out. Okay. I ain't all got right. time for him to be all whiny and pouty again this year. It's like, yeah. You either figure it out, dude, or, you know, see you never. Yeah. Send him, send him be, to Milwaukee it, with Reese. Yeah. It would be, it would be nice to see him, you know, hit 25 home runs. Would yeah. be amazing. He should, he should hit 280 and 20 homers in his sleep. Yeah. You know, especially if his third base plays improved and it's not affecting him at the dish. So, all right. And I think the other thing is, I think um, they also know, I saw Kevin Long says, before when they do batting practice, when they're doing BP, they, they get like 95% strikes. So I'm like, <laughs> now they're mix, mixing up velocities and different types of pitches. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Like, really? Yeah, like, you're just throwing them cookies. Like, come on. Right. I mean, because and one of the things they're working on is they said their chase rate was like one of the, the highest in baseball. So we'll see. But I'm optimistic, man. Let's just, you know, hopefully they just they got enough talent in, to compete with the Braves all year. So let's let's just get off to a decent start, man, and not let's one, come back from one minute ago on Twitter, Jason Stark, post game Phillies tidbit the file away. Tyler Walker hasn't pitched yet. He reported, quote, normal spring training soreness, end quote, after throwing BP yesterday, Rob Thompson said. So he'll be backed off, quote, for a couple of days, then we'll get him back out there, end quote. Well, and then there's Taiwan again. <laughs> I forgot. He was the fourth man in the rotation. He could be shipped off to Milwaukee. Yeah. See you never. But, yeah. Um, all right, Johnny. Made it great stuff, bud. Again, congrats to you and the Good fam stuff. there. Um, Thank you very much, buddy. Appreciate it, as we'll, always. Uh, we'll get something going maybe after yeah. the Phils get rolling here in a couple of weeks. We can digest yeah, we can, their well, first. Yeah. Well, the NFL with, New Year. Uh, the NFL New Year. We got the, the – um, you know, the underwear Olympics, as they call it. You know, I'm dialing in late night. I'll be watching a lot of the replays of the NFL Combine when I'm up with my baby girl. So I'll, I'll have a full scouting report ready for the draft to go, man. It'll be my best one yet. Love it. Uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, go Phils. Go Phils. You Trust got the it. process, and we'll see what the Flyers do with the trade deadline. Should be interesting. No um uh and how many regular season games does Embiid play? Before I I I honestly I would just sit him to the playoffs. That'd that be is a idea. terrible decision. I'd play him at least three or four. It's gonna be out uh, of shape and get get some touches, but yeah, I like three to four. That's a better yeah. you just want him to be healthy, not re aggravated. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I get it. All right, Makes thanks sense. everybody for tuning in. Brotherly Love Podcast for John Mina, Joe Donnell, and Baby Laney. And we'll see. You.